This is the Campbell Digital Network. Thank you for listening, subscribing, clicking the link you found on social media, and joining us here on the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. Today, we dive deep into the women's basketball program and chat with the longest tenured coach on the staff. That would be Megan Hall, who begins her 14th year in the creek. Here's more on the assistant coach and recruiting coordinator for Campbell women's basketball, Coach Megan Hall. Yeah, um, I think education itself um, you know, is definitely important and even more important now uh, on a graduate level than it was when you know, I was even coming out of uh, Carson Newman. Um, you know, I think that a master's degree is extremely important. You know, because most people are looking at that first before, you know, seeing that you have an undergrad degree. Um, I just, I feel like, you know, when I came out from Carson Newman, I always wanted more for myself. And I wanted to be educated. And that was something that was really important to me. And I think it's because, you know, I had one grandfather um, that had a college degree coming out. And that was it. Um, everybody else in my family had never taken that opportunity to do those things for themselves, you know, for maybe financial reasons or having families and things like that. It just wasn't as common. Um, so I knew I always wanted more for me on a different level because I wanted to change that trend within my family. Um, and so, you know, coming out of Carson Newman, I knew I wanted to get a master's degree. I didn't know where. Um, and it just happened to be that, you know, when I started at Campbell, um, I was able to take advantage of, you know, the discounted tuition um, as a full-time employee. And so I did and was able to get my master's of education um, here. And for me to be able to have that, it's easier for me to tell people, hey, your education is important um, because I've done it, you know, and I'm able to tell them, you know, with that degree, you're going to be able to do anything that you want, you know, whatever area you choose. Um, and it doesn't matter undergrad if you decide that, you want to do something different, you know, at a master's level, you're able to do that, um, or into a professional program, you know, and especially from Campbell here, I mean, our undergrad degree, you're able to go to basically anywhere you want to in the country, um, especially in our biological sciences, extremely, they're extremely strong, and that's a very common major for women's basketball, um, and you can see that we've got kids right now in PA school, too, in vet school, um, just within the last three years that are currently there, um, and the, the business programs and things here, I just feel like that um, the education with our kids, it's it's pretty easy. I think they know, like they're academically driven. Um, I mean, especially in the last few years, and I don't know why things have changed, but they have evolved a little bit. And you get more and more um, across the board at a 95 to 100 percent ratio that these kids really know what they want. and They don't usually change their mind. I certainly would never want to take the classes that Alicia Allison with her biology textbooks has uh -huh, yeah. as she comes, and that's quite the challenge. Yeah. Um, Coach, obviously, you got to work at Carson in a little bit after you finished mm -hmm. up, and then an opportunity to come here under Wanda Watkins, and we hear stories, and, and we've seen her legacy throughout mm -hmm. multiple decades, but spending, gosh, 10 years plus with, with her, what was it like learning under her wing and, and being able to work with that staff for so long? Well, Coach Watkins is a, a special, special individual, and uh, she just makes me smile um, thinking of her just because of the person she is. Um, <clears throat> what I love is she took a, took a risk on a 25-year-old country bumpkin uh, from Tennessee, and uh, I had worked previously for a year uh, at Martin Methodist College right after Carson Newman. Um, it's my first full-time assistant job, and it was with uh, Nikki Sullivan. Uh, that's her married, or maiden name. 
who was in GA for Coach Watkins. And we all had went to the Final Four. It was my first Final Four experience in Indianapolis. And I got to meet, you know, Coach Watkins, Coach Weiss, and Coach Washington, you know, and that staff. And um, got to meet all of them and hang out. And, you know, just, I guess, a month later, Coach Watkins called Nikki because she'd had a job opening and just asked her, because of who she is, asked Nikki if it was okay to reach out to me. And um, <clears throat> Nikki was all about it and wanted that opportunity for me. So Coach Watkins calls and come on an interview and, you know, just fell in love with who she is and what she stands for, her loyalty to this university, um, all that she has done, you know, in her career to try to change women's athletics. You know, she was the first female scholarship athlete here, um, you know, and coming off of a really high season in 2000. And, um, and at 05, you know, she uh, wanted to hire me, and I came here, and, you know, I did the same thing, fell in love with the community, and this is home for me now. And, um, you know, I'm very, very grateful to her um, for the 11 years that I was able to work with her and alongside of her. Um, and we had some really good years, and, you know, we had three back-to-back um, semifinal appearances. You know, we won, like, 90 games in five. It was, it was really fun. And, um, you know, she really went out on a high, and, you know, it's really see, great to see her still here doing what she does, making Campbell just an unbelievable place um, and somewhere that you just really want to be and you want to be involved in. Um, so it's really nice to see her still here with the, an administrative role, um, you know, and working, you know, with her 11 years. It's hard to believe that it was that long, you know, it's like time flies. <laughs> and um, actually, you know, and Janice, too, I worked with her twice you know, and Mary and, you know, just family is what, what it was. And it's, it's really great, too, family. because so many of those faces are still around campus and you see mm-hmm. them in various academic roles mm-hmm. now or in athletics and, you know, things that stand out to, to us just from out the outside. Is those alumni games where it's 50 to 100 people plus coming mm-hmm. in and they're all over Gorena telling stories, having fun, and, and that has to be neat just to see that connection kind of formed by Coach Watkins, but a lot of those, those folks coming back and, and keeping in touch. Yeah, well, all of those people, and I think it's because, too, you know, Coach Watkins, they don't only reach out to her, um, but, you know, she does a really good job of reaching out to them, even as busy as she is. You know, I can remember, you know, working with her, you know, it wouldn't be like a a week that would go by that she didn't hear from a former player. Or, hey, I'm having dinner with blah, blah, blah. You know, even people prior to me. And um, it's it's really neat to see that, you know, these are everlasting relationships. And... You know, I find myself more and more doing that, too. Like, I picked up the phone the other day for one of our kids' birthdays that I had coached, and she graduated in 09. And I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hey, happy birthday. And, you know, it's just great, you know, because I find myself now, I hear from probably one to two every other week at least. And it's really nice to see that, you know, we are a family and really excited about our March 9th alumni game this year and getting them back to campus and already uh, – Having a big family, hopefully gathering, and uh, Coach Watkins being involved in that as well. It's always a neat sight to see, and we're looking forward to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Coach, when you think of this Campbell experience, you know, obviously for you, not only 10, 11 years with Coach Watkins, but a unique opportunity to, to stay here in a coaching position and, you know, with a guy you had known in the conference and Ronnie Fisher. What was that kind of conversation like, that opportunity when you said, hey, I'm, I'm coming here and I want to bring you or keep you on staff? Honestly, I mean, that was, you know, a, kind of a whirlwind, but an exciting one. Um, you know, when Bob had uh, called me and told me who he was hiring, 
and um, you know that Coach Fisher wanted to meet with me. I, I mean, I was at a loss for words, <laughs> uh, honestly, and I felt special, you know, and honored. I think was probably be the better word for that, that he would want to even just meet with me. And you know, we met, we talked over breakfast, and talked for a little while, and. Um, then I went to the press conference when he got announced and a couple days later, you know, he calls and, you know, he offered me a position to work here. And even though it was the same place, it's different, you know, it really is, but it's not, not a bad difference. It was really, it was an exciting, um, exciting different, you know, to work with somebody who I had admired, you know, his coaching ability, um, and what he had done at Presbyterian. I mean, you know, down there, he's in the top five in the country in defense points per game. You know, he's taking kids that not everybody was recruiting, and he's turning them into Division One players that are winning Freshman of the Year awards in all conference. And, um, you know, he's finished in second and third in the league with so much less than what we have here at Campbell, but it's because of who he is, the traditions he'd established, what he was demanding, um, and the individual improvement that he is. I mean, honestly, that's what he is built on is um, defense and coming in here and taking a kid and reaching their potential, you know, by their junior and senior year, then making them all-conference players. Um, so I was honored, and it was kind of a no-brainer, you know, to take the opportunity to work with him and alongside him, um, especially with, you know, Bob hiring him. Couldn't hire anybody better that's a family man, that's, you know, all about the community and the people because he could have stayed at Presbyterian his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know, because of those reasons, you know, because you established just, you know, that involvement with your university. And um, for him to come here, you know, it's kind of the same thing. And, um, you know, we're excited about the opportunity that we have with the resources and things that we've got. And our staff is unbelievable. I don't know anybody else in the country that's got six full-time staff members that all of them are in their third year together. There's probably not five schools in the country that could say that. And that's a testament to and a tribute to him and who he is. A lot of us see that that cohesiveness and that kind of excitement for the game, not only on the bench, but just in, in practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Take me through a little bit, kind of that energy and that motivation that kind of stems obviously from the top, but mm-hmm. you can definitely see it seeping through to a lot of the, the coaches on, on the staff. Oh, no, definitely. And what's great is we're all different. Every single one of us were different, but I think all of us are competitive and driven, you know, and I think we all see things differently, but... Uh, you know, Coach Miller, his playing experience at the point guard spot, um, and he is that guy. You know, he's like a little energizer bunny out there. And um, I love it because, you know, he's all into our point guards, um, especially in the defense. Like, he's defensively driven and minded, like Coach Fisher as well. Um, you know, and th- their relationship, too. I can, you know, that's why, you know, Pierre's here, too. I mean, their relationship, I mean, is strong foundation. They've known each other. Coach Fisher recruited him, you know, at PC on the men's side. And so they've known each other a long time. And I think, too, it's, you know, with Pierre, he knows what the expectations are with, with him because he also worked for Coach Nybert, who Coach Fisher worked for as well. And um, so basketball-minded, they're very similar in that aspect. And then you got Lindsey Bowen. Nobody can shoot that ball better in the in the country on the women's, still in today. the women's game today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, one of the girls called her Stephanie Curry last year, and it was funny. But uh, Lindsey, I mean, again, Another one, competitive. Oh, man, is she competitive. Um, but it's her experience is on a whole other level, and you would never know it. She's so humble. Um, she's played in a national championship game, 
she's played in a Final Four. She's one player in the country that could say, in my career, when these teams were at their best, she beat Stanford, Tennessee, UConn. Like, nobody else can say that. And, um, you know, she's just wonderful. Like, you know, she really, like, is a go-getter. She don't speak up often, but when she does, like, our kids get it. They listen. Um, but always motivating and, and things like that. Um, and then you got you got Casey and Kiana who are on the same level too that they're just cheering because that's what they're able to do. Right. Um, but having Casey with us too as a graduate manager, um, and then was well, hard graduate assistant, and then both of them you know playing for Coach Fisher. It's kind of hard not to know you know what to expect and and things like that. And I think now they appreciate it more as you know staff you know, as coaches and things like that. And Kiana is director of operations. You appreciate all that you went through. And Adam, man, I, I got to save Adam for last because Adam's a special guy. He, um, he's got a brain that is just unbelievable. He is, um, biggest cheerleader, but he, he knows like everything, you know, and if he doesn't know it, he's going to find it out. But, um, he's extremely intelligent. Like his brain for the games never stops. And so for us to have him with him, coach Fisher, whose brain never stops, <laughs> It's great because we're all thinking and looking and examining and trying to find the best way to do things, or we're going to be the most prepared, maybe even overly prepared, which is not a bad thing um, when we go into games and things like that. And Adam is um, great when it comes to studying the game, um, studying trends, studying things that other people do. And um, having Adam here, too, is just wonderful because he could just be on the court with us, too, coaching um, but instead has to take more, you know, the, he's now our director of scouting and technology and things like that in that role, which is very fitting for him, but he can also coach and he could be anywhere else. I think in the country as an assistant coach, but he's here at Campbell and we're lucky, you know, to have him as a part of us too. It's neat too. When we think back to your career, not only as a coach, but just early on as someone from Tennessee and who obviously idolized and looked up to Pat Summit to be able to work some of her camps yeah. over the years and, and I know, obviously, you know, it's it's hard to put into words that, but just to be able to, to be on that campus. And, and I know some of those camps are you're kind of just getting your input and the coach comes in for maybe 20 minutes or something. But what was it like just even in your brief moments knowing someone like Pat Summit and to be able to learn from her? What's crazy is being able to I – grew, I grew up going to her camp every year, you know, just as a kid. And, you know, when she would walk into a room and everybody's mouth would just drop wide open. And you're like, oh, my God, that's her. But – to see her at a camp and like move into like that counselor role to where we're doing things and her to talk to you, she was so humble. Like it was just Pat. It's not like Pat Summit, the coach. She was yeah. a person, and it was just unbelievable because that was who she was. And like going to games and things, her taking the time to stop and give autographs, it was unbelievable. And I I recall. Um, we'd all went out as counselors and we were all by ourselves and we were all eating dinner. You know, we're downtown on Cumberland Street and we're all eating dinner and she walks in with her staff and she goes and you could see them walking back. Well, she comes back to the table and she was like, hey, you guys, we're going to go back here in the back. Y'all can join us if you want. And we were all like, what? <laughs> very, very nervous. And it was like, did Pat just talk this? Like, well, and, and then I recall too, um, my, it was a couple years before that. It was my freshman year, I believe in college and um there were seven of us on my team that I'd we'd gotten jobs we were working in Gatlinburg at the convention center and um so we'd all go up there and work on the weekends to make some extra money and um so we were all working and I remember we I was waiting tables and you know all we did was like refill drinks and stuff and I came back and I was like guys Pat Summons here and her husband they're here um literally they're at my table 
And so she took the time. It was an elegant event. She was there for a fundraiser and took the time. Every single one of my teammates came up, as well as other people that yeah. were working with us, and we're having her sign dollar bills. And she took the time to do it while she's out at this event. And it was just crazy that two years later, you know, I was working camps and stuff with her. <laughs> and she remembers that. And oh, I was gosh. like, what? Yeah. And so I can't believe it out of all the people she knows in the world, you know, that she would remember that as many people that she's met along her career. Um, but she was just always that person. And definitely growing up in Tennessee, you had to be a Tennessee fan, especially a Pat Summit fan. So, um, but you know, her legacy is going to live on always. And, and it's because of the people that she's coached to that are going to help people with her legacy and to continue traditions that she had established. Um, this year at the, the final four, she had four of her former alum, um, either coaches or players that did a book signing for her last book. Um, and they autographed it and were giving it away for free. Um, and I just thought that was kind of special, you know, to honor her in, in that way, you know, at the Women's Final Four, which was always a place that if she wasn't playing in it, she was there and she was present. So We see a lot of the pictures that whether you're, you're tweeting them out or you're sharing them of, mm-hmm. you know, you guys on the road at these Final Four events and it's like a huge coaches convention and everyone yeah. gets together. Take us through a little bit kind of what that atmosphere is like. Because you have games, of course, but also it's a lot of just minds getting together and discussing things. Yeah, it actually really is. And, you know, when you're younger, you're just kind of like, wow, this is awesome. Um, But, you know, the relationships that you build with friends, coaches, people that you played against or played with that go on and coach, you don't get to see them, you know, especially during the season. The only time that you really do is recruiting because, I mean, we're busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or unless you make time, and um, sometimes that's hard. And so it's honestly the Final Four is a great time, you know, to catch up with coaching friends and just be friends, but also get to pick each other's brains. Um, but to see basketball, especially the last couple of years, on the level that it's being played at on the women's side, and that's from us in CAA to the women's um, semifinals and finals this year with the WBA, were unbelievable. So I think the last two years for women's basketball in general has really shown some growth and some competitiveness. Um, but the Final Four is an opportunity for us to go, to share, to develop, to grow as individuals, to, to watch on-court presentations and take away some drills. I mean, every drill that we all use has been stolen <laughs> from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but to also like sit and do some learning labs or hear other people's stories and experiences of maybe what to do or what not to do. Um, because as we go along in this profession year after year, you don't do the same things. Kids change. And um, how, how do we handle that? You know, it was Generation X before, and now it's the millennials and, and things like that. And it's, it's a really great opportunity to hear other people and maybe things that they're doing um, that we can come and maybe um, implement into our program. Um, but I also know it's a good time for like Coach Fisher's been asked a couple times to meet and talk defense. Yeah. Um, I know another group um, of coaches, they met one time, and they were like, well, who's the best uh, defensive transition team in the country? And they were like, uh, Coach Fisher, you know. And so a friend of mine met and was like, hey, I, n- I need to know, you know, what do y'all do defensively? You know, can you talk me through it and things like that. And, um, and then meeting and talking and recruiting. And, like, this last year I spent a lot of time – um, talking with different people about international recruiting. Mm-hmm. And that was an area that, 
you know, was very unfamiliar to me when Coach Fisher got the job, but an area that I had always wanted to expand to, that he was very open, like, yes, let's do it. And so it's been a good opportunity to meet and talk with people about those things face-to-face rather than picking up the phone. I know certainly for you, when we see kids like Luana coming in overseas, some mm-hmm. trips to Australia, yeah. I mean, there's probably hundreds of countries that you've thought about visiting, yeah. but when you're, when you're on these trips and you're out in a foreign neighborhood, and obviously you have some connections to help you, but what is that experience like when you're just seeing kids and you have a list, but you're kind of just eyes wide open and not yeah. only viewing the world, but trying to find kids who fit your program? Well, I think that's for us. I mean, that's any event we go to. Any AAU event, I mean, eyes got to be wide open. We do have specific kids that we're looking at, but you're always waiting to see and find that next best kid that's going to fit into your program to, you know, the exact needs that you want. Um, Now, internationally, that one was very different, very nervous, but exciting. Um, And the opportunity was afforded because we get, you know, a couple weekends that we're able to go out and watch non-scholastic basketball which is AAU Um, and then we have July which is you know two seven-day periods for us well it just so happened that uh, last fall um, we had some people here that's premier basketball that were holding and hosting a couple like showcases um, which are like club and so they were holding those showcases in Melbourne and in um, just up north uh, Brisbane on the Sunshine Coast. And so they were holding him there, and it was just something, you know, that we talked about. Honestly, Coach Fisher really wanted to go. (laughs) Because at that time, we were looking for a point guard. And Coach Fisher really wanted to go, but he also knew he wanted to be here watching our kids, um, you know, the events that they were playing at. And so I was just the fortunate one that got to make the trip. And uh, going there, I mean, that one was, I mean, I had a couple kids that I had heard about, but I had not seen them in person you know I'd seen some video and that was it and um to be able to go and see these kids and them compete wow man I mean they play on a national level I mean they got the 24 second shot clock yeah you're talking about like just fast basketball and um actually while I was there too I was able to go and watch the Victorian State Championships in their high school and then basically it's called their middle their middle school they have middle school games like that and then um kind of like JV for us like here in the States, it'd be JV basketball, but it's like freshmen and sophomores playing state games. And in their high school, they play on that 24-second shot clock, which is unbelievable. So it was just exciting to see basketball in, you know, and to see it so skilled, so refined, so fast, and so competitive. Um, and to be you know, way across the country, you know, <laughs> golly. I mean, I'm headed over to Australia, which is a nice little 27-hour trip. So, But... Um, Meeting people, I think, was the most important part because with international recruiting, it's relationships because you're not afforded to be able to go to all these places whenever you want. It's not like a quick plane ride like it was last week for me to get to Kansas City. You know, um, it's a lot of communicating um, online. Uh, Those kids over there use Facebook, and that's something here that's a little out of date, but (laughs) they use Facebook. Um, But meeting people, uh, Mark Williams, who hosted the event, you know, got me in contact with a lot of the local schools, the secondary schools there that are like some of the best in the world, um, as well as just people that work with like high performance, like training and things like that. And I was able to meet three or four from different countries there. Um, and what's great is just by meeting those people is how we heard about Luana. And, uh, you know, Mark had uh, suggested um, taking a look at her, and we did. And it really worked out for us. And so we're hoping that, you know, later on, we'll hopefully get us another international kid here. 
certainly nice to see the fruits of that labor when you can bring in a new freshman and things like that. You mentioned traveling and, and meeting new people. I want to end with the big one is the trip this summer to the, uh, the Dominican to, to see a different part of the world and to have not only some service, but you got to play international style basketball. You got to, you get to visit little missions and I don't want to explain too much myself, but yeah. there was a lot to see and a lot to experience. And I think the kids really seem to enjoy it. Hey, you were there, man. That was, it was great. It was, um, just what an unbelievable trip, uh, you know, to go to a third world country and for our kids to be able to see things. And a few of them were in tears the first day, just because they've never seen anything like that. Um, and these kids going through that on a daily basis, but to be so happy, you know, we showed up and kids were just flocking to us wherever we were. Um, whether we had gifts or not, they would have just came just to talk or hug you. Right. I mean, hold your hand and hug you. And um, I think doing four days of service there, we could have spent two months there, you know. Um, I think it, and went to different places every single day. Um, just a wonderful opportunity for us and really grateful, you know, that Coach Fisher, you know, thought that that was important for us to be able to do like a mission trip, not just a foreign tour. Because um, there's a lot of foreign tours out there, people going all over the world. But to be able to go to a third world country and be able to impact those people there, but also be able to be impacted ourselves. Um, and it really touched uh, touched our hearts, you know, because we could do more. We wish we could do more. Um, you know, and I love people that do this on a daily basis, you know. And we've got a couple of our girls that is right up their alley. Like, I looked at Lauren McNamara and I was like, this is you. She said... Yeah this is me. Like I could see her doing this the rest of her life. And, um, you know, like the daycares and the school that we went to where a woman started with her apartment and teaching kids and then expanded. And now she's got 150 kids and a building that was constructed from people that just came over to volunteer their time. Um, but you know, on top of that, we did go there to play some basketball too. And the basketball aspect, you know, again, playing on a national level, our kids to be able to see that, and, and play at a faster pace was really exciting for us, um, especially early on because we're really young this year. And for our freshmen to come in and sophomores that, you know, didn't don't have the experience that our seniors do, um, to be able to play and compete and kind of get that little test under our belt. Um, that first game was a little wake-up call, you yeah. know, because you're playing against these women that would be like on an Olympic team that are, you know, heck, my age, that are out there and they're physical. And, you know, it was a nice little test. And we weren't quite prepared for that in that first game. And then um, played against some younger kids the next time, the junior national team. And actually one of them just committed to Mississippi State, um, which is not bad, not bad at all. And, um, you know, we got our got our feet wet that first game. The second game, we went out. And you could tell that we built some confidence and we were a little better prepared. And then we played the, uh, the national team again, and our, our, our team really responded. And um, we hung in there with them, you know, in the third game. And, in um, the 48-minute NBA style. Yes, again. the 12-minute uh, quarters. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for about 36, 38, we were solid. And um, it was really nice to see. Like, we have a chance to be really special um, this year. And, um, you know, we've got a couple scrimmages under our belt now, too, that it's just they've all been different but all been great tests for us early on to hopefully get us prepared for the season. What I'm talking about, baby.